Hello, yeah. and welcome back to Real Horror Show, a horror movie review podcast where we review horror movies from Netflix, Hulu, Shudder, and everything in between. I'm your host, Sam Odie, and... Stormy Skies! Hello, listeners. Uh, welcome to our podcast. Today we will be reviewing Saw, which is a 2004 American horror, horror movie directed by James Wan in his feature directorial debut and written by Lee Wanal from a story by Wan and Wanal. It is the first installment of the Saw film franchise, stars Wanal and stars Wanal alongside Carrie Elwes, Danny Glover, Monica Parter, Potter. Uh, Michael Emerson and Ken Leung. The film tells a non-linear narrative revolving around the mystery of the jigsaw killer who tests his victims well, will to live by putting them through deadly games where they must inflict great physical pain upon themselves to survive. The frame story follows Jigsaw's latest victims, Winal and Elwes, who awaken it's in a it's large... It's Carrie <laughs> I but no I I was watching I watched a Princess Bride. Is it Elvis? It's Elvis. I thought Get it was Elvis too. But I pretty they said Elvis. Ah oh, shit. Well, face okay. Then okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've always like, heard Yules too. So Elvis or Elvis. Yules, I guess. That's a strange. Um, okay, well, Elvis it is. If you may continue. Who they wake <laughs> in a dilapidated room and are ordered to kill one another to, to save kill each other to save uh, Doctor Lawrence's family. Uh, rest of the intro. <laughs> and this is how we like to break it down. Characters and acting, followed by story, followed by production. And then we like to discuss the real horrors of this movie addresses. Sometimes they're serious and sometimes we like to have a bit of goofy fun. That being said, we are a horror movie podcast. So here's a general trigger warning. We talk about death, blood, guts, and other unsavory topics that might not be suitable for everyone although we try to do so with sensitivity listeners discretion is advised movies are then rated on a scale of what the fuck did i just watch which means there are no redeeming qualities to be found (laughs) meh it's okay and ah yeah that fucked me up what all horror should try to be so let's get started um i was gonna pop in with this review all cocky saying yeah carrie elwes or ewells was the <laughs> star vehicle to help get this indie movie get made um some insider knowledge because i have been on the indie movie making side of things you try to get like a star vehicle attached to the project who just wants to do the movie yeah. to help it gain momentum so i thought it was just carrie elwes i forgot that danny glover was also in this movie that one one is surprising to me because i feel like danny glover has some merit and that's who i was confusing um god damn it now i forgot his name donald grover yeah like when i was trying to say donald grover before i kept wanting to say danny glover so yeah well there's there there's donald glover too isn't there Uh, oh god there's so many isn't that Donald. no donald glover yeah no that's what i'm confusing donald glover childish yeah. gambino that's who i was confusing him with and i feel like yeah. i always their names their are all names are different yeah, yeah their names are very similar <laughs> it's like fucking michael jordan and michael b jordan michael jordan and michael jackson sometimes you know what yeah. i mean like a very yeah. slight change with the letter <laughs> yeah yeah michael b <laughs> yeah. Like, who let him do that who i know let- come on man he's like uh you're gonna have to <laughs> add your initial <laughs> 
you just and sneeze some... or something? Huh? Did you just sneeze no, or I, cough? I had a little cough. Okay. So I'm fighting what could be the common cold, which I know is a rarity these days. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm... I'm, I can't be anything else. I'm vaccinated and I'm not like RSV. I'm not like, yeah, my chest doesn't hurt. So I think I'm just a puss who has a common cold. Yeah, you just might. Um, I wish we can get like vaccinated against like the common cold. Well, you know what? One of the good things about COVID is I think it got us closer to a vaccination against the common cold because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think I think there's similar virus strains. There's just like, you're right. I, I don't know science. I know they're different, but they're both like coronaviruses. That's why yes. people claimed COVID was a hoax because coronavirus is also responsible for the common cold, but they're right. different, like they're different strains, strains of a whatever. coronavirus. Yeah. Anyway, science. We're not scientists. We we're not we're, science. We're but, far from it. But you're, but that's like, but I remember reading about that too, Sam. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I hope so. <laughs> and I feel like that's why we got the vaccine for COVID so fast was they were already researching it for the common cold. Oh, so they cool. just changed direction. They were they researching the vaccine for something else. Yeah. They just pivoted because yeah. there's a more pressing matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> pandemic damn so anyway anyway well any, you and your uh, hot takes missy go ahead and lay it on me wait do um, you want to do you want to summarize of, yeah go go i think uh danny glover was also one of the star vehicles that got attached yeah. to this because he's a pretty famous actor i want to say he's in um what's he oh in my God, yeah. why do he's in um uh lethal weapon i wanted to say die hard but it's lethal weapon (laughs) could be in die hard everybody's in die hard um they're both bruce willis movies but um yeah so he's a very famous cop actor so i just i forgot the cop plot line in this movie so i think they got very lucky with Danny Glover and Carrie Elwes wanting yeah. to be in this movie. Uh, I feel like by t- 2004, uh, Elwes wasn't doing too much, but like he's Wesley in The Princess Bride. Yeah, he like he's really great. Uh, Princess Bride. Is he in anything else? Like big name? It looks like he's in Robin Hood Men in Tights too. Robin Hood Men in Tights. You and I know him for his best role in twister where he's like yeah. the bad guy <laughs> yeah he's in it for the money not the science <laughs> yeah he's uh the guy like his name i forgot but uh, uh jonas <laughs> jonas miller yeah well uh, so he's most famous it. for wesley <laughs> so he's made he's made for life by doing the princess bride absolutely so i think with those two names attached the next steps in the Saw franchise make a lot of sense and we'll get to that when we get to production because this is a retrospective and this is the first movie and there's a lot of interesting tidbits that I didn't know yeah Um, so alongside Carrie Elwes we have Lee Winnell who's one of the writers of the film as um a bathtub guy he Adam Adam he dropped the key I know what a fucking idiot, but this dude, he's like, I think is Australian or is he new from New Zealand? He's both both Juan and Winnell are from Australia. So that's one of the production notes is that yeah. they could not find funding to get this movie made in Australia. So they were urged uh-huh. to move to Los Angeles to pursue uh-huh. making this movie. Aha, uh-huh, yes. So 
yes, they are Australian. And I didn't hear his accent breakthrough, but I did hear Carrie's accent breakthrough. A what is he? Times. Is he like English? Yes. I just thought he spoke in like a interesting manner. <laughs> no, he's, I mean? he's English. That's he's English. That's, oh, yeah. That's so a stupid. joke from um, that's a joke in Robin Hood Men in Tights. Is he says, unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak in a British accent because the um, uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's not Mel Gibson, but I'm going to say Mel Gibson. The Mel Gibson uh, Robin Hood had come out a year right. earlier. Yeah, um, and he couldn't speak in a British accent. I don't think it's Mel Gibson. Is it Russell Crowe? I I can picture him. No, he's one of those types, though. Robin Hood, like the regular serious Robin Hood movie. Yeah, that came out in like ninety one. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Was no, no, uh, no, Kevin 20- Costner. It was Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. Yep, I'm looking at the newer one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Costner can't do a British accent, so Robin Hood Men in Tights poked fun at that. Huh, yeah. I had, didn't even realize that Carrie Ellis English. God damn yeah. it. I just thought he just talked weird. <laughs> like, no, you know, he talks weird because he's a Brit trying to do an American accent. He should be able to do better. I mean, but maybe not. Some people, this I guess, point, let me hard. let me make sure. Yes, he is an English actor. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, I don't want him to be from like Wales or Scotland. <laughs> and I'm I'm calling him British because I that's not nice. That they don't like that. <laughs> like if that, you yeah. if you call Killian Murphy, Cillian, Killian Murphy, yeah, Killian, Killian Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> if you call Killian Murphy British, he will correct you and not be happy about it. So where's he from? I thought he was American too. He's Irish. He's Irish. Is he from Ireland or is he like an American man? I'm, Irish? I'm pretty sure he's from Ireland. From Ireland. He may he might have lived here for a while because well, his yeah. accent's not as prominent. Okay. But when you hear his award speeches, it's definitely it's there. okay. That's like that. This is like a uh, Christian Bale type situation where Christian Bale's no, so I, good at an American accent that I yeah. like you'd never know. Yeah, and he's Welsh. Uh, which he's Welsh. He's from Wales. Christian Bale is or yeah uh oh Christian wow Bale is Welsh Welsh yeah. nice you know who else is from Wales is Anthony Hopkins I, I believe them Ooh. yeah no Christian Bale I forget is not American all the time because he's so good at it he's so good and then when he speaks he has a very heavy accent actually when he's mm-hmm. like himself anyway yep <laughs> anyway um back to acting back to, uh, yeah. the only actor I thought was weak and yeah. Indy was uh Dr. Lawrence's wife oh uh, yeah she's not 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 during like the torture scene like anyone can do a torture sc- scene and cry and scream it yeah. was when she was confronting him as he was leaving and she was like Ugh. are you really going to act like you're happy with this life <laughs> she's like yeah I wish you would just break down and tell me you hated me at least there'd be some passion in it just go yeah. and I'm just like and then right. you could put put some of that onus on um Winnell and Juan for how they wrote the script because mm-hmm. there's just it's not <laughs> the best written Saw movie um uh, yeah I can yeah I can agree with you on that part uh so yeah you know that's fine because <laughs> just, this was this was their yeah. first movie they do say some dumb shit though, yeah so there's a lot of clunky dialogue and it's just not as smooth as it is in the later movies and I could just be biased because the most recent one I saw was Saw 10 
And yeah. I think the writing in that movie was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. Because I was watching last night and there's like some stuff. I, I wish I could pick it out for you. But there are some like one-liners that are said. And I'm just like, no one really talks like that, do they? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like they're trying to be clever, but it just doesn't hit the mark. Or like the act, the acting for from the actor is just like, yeah, yeah, not great. Um, so <laughs> let me right. pull up his IMDb before I say anything Ew. incorrect. Um, the other actor that we should talk about before moving on to story and writing is Tobin Bell. What about Adam? As... We didn't even talk about him. The the other guy in the room, yeah, Adam. Uh, yes, we should talk about Adam, the other guy. Uh. <laughs> I think he did the best with the material and that makes sense because he's the guy that wrote the material. So these words have probably been playing in his head for years. The original mm-hmm. short film yeah. on Wikipedia, it says the, they started working on this movie, started writing it in 2001. So by 2004 wow. or 2003, when they're making it, it makes sense that he's been thinking about these lines for so long that he knows exactly how they should be delivered. Yeah. So I think he may have actually given the best performance, especially there at the end when he realizes his only way out went down the drain. Yeah. And also watching it at the end, whenever he's like upset because Gordon is is able to get out and he's leaving him and he's like, don't leave me. Like, I like get all sad for him. And I'm like, poor Adam, don't leave him in the room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I get sad. Um, because he's just a young kid and he just like yeah yeah but uh you're right yeah and people really and I I don't know if you like go on the uh saw subreddit yet but people I have not hate, they hate Adam I don't know why I I like Adam a lot I think he's so sweet I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with Adam to hate like Lawrence is so much more unlikable especially we won't get into it now because this is a series (laughs) retrospective so we have like 20 weeks to go but in one (laughs) of the later sequels when we find out Lawrence started working for Jigsaw spoiler alert um spoilers (laughs) uh dude but yeah Lawrence is the hateable character I think he's like so cool and badass because he's like the surgeon he's like Mm -hmm does all the stuff but yeah he's supposed to be like unlikable because it's like cheating on his wife and like being a dick and like doesn't give a shit but he's like my life is completely perfectly in order but like i my family doesn't like like me i don't know mm-hmm. uh but I, <laughs> I i only like him because he's, he's a doctor but yes moving on to tobin bell who in fact was in the room the whole time yes Onward to Tobin Bell. Uh, so Tobin Bell, looking at his IMDb page, Is he did he do. You get on that. Uh, I don't know if you picked any of that up. Oh. <laughs> you got that. I want you to play along with me on this one, Adam. But uh, yeah, is Tobin Bell American? I don't. I I think he is. I I think he is. Yes, American actor. All right, sweet. Yeah. He was born in New York. Um, All right, sweet, sweet, sweet. Anyway, he did quite a lot before Saw. Like, he has so many credits, just, like, background actor. Small or... stuff and voices and animation, dude. Voices and wild? animations. He's got that voice, though. Uh, one episode spots in, like, Charmed, West Wing, Alias 24. Um, yeah. He was in what looks to be a shitty horror movie with a 3.6 star rating uh, called <laughs> Black Mask 2. So 
he makes perfect sense to jump yeah. on board with this weird indie film mm-hmm. to just lie on the floor for however long it took to film probably just 10 days I feel like that sounds right I don't think Saw took too long to film um yeah I agree yeah most of it's in one place he took a risk and that risk really paid off because he became the face of this franchise yeah um yes but there's not an incredible lot we can say about Tobin Bell in this movie yeah like we can't in later movies like we know Jigsaw we kind we don't even know why Jigsaw is doing what he's doing really yeah like the implication that he's sick yeah like we know he has the can- the brain cancer yeah. but we only find that out at the very end and like it's also a blink if you miss it blink and you miss it detail so you really have to yeah. pay attention whenever those like big overviews happen at the end where there's like the crazy like uh crazy what are those things called sam when there's like a million shots and it's super fast montage yeah like a montage or like smash cuts like super yeah. super super fast um so that and but we're like oh yeah he's sick but like why does that make him want to do this to other people i thought he yeah. was too sick so yeah. we don't know a whole lot about jigsaw the person yet we only know yeah these very small details which kind of makes this first movie scarier because we never really figure out why the jigsaw killer is doing what he's doing we don't really see his philosophy quite yet we get the idea that yeah he's <laughs> Because we're seeing like a sick man. Yeah, we're seeing it. We were seeing it through like the lens of the police officers investigating the murders. And we do meet Amanda in this movie very briefly. She's in the famous, probably the most famous trap in the franchise, the reverse bear trap. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 1.0. Because they do make another one. Yeah, I don't even think at this point she says that he helped me yeah like that's it's not really like as clear as it becomes in the later sequels that his intent is to quote unquote help people especially with saw 10 where um it's a much more sympathetic view of john kramer yeah as jigsaw uh when you see he's like we got to take him to the hospital so i guess now that we've seen saw 10 we can gather that he's probably the one that helped lawrence after he woke up and left the room because he's adamant about if you pass the test i'll give you a lift to the hospital right yeah and also we don't know um a lot of the details until like future movies where like they do flashbacks where we like see what happens after lawrence when he leaves the room we see before um adam and lawrence wake up whenever he takes that like paralytic thing where he's able to like lay on the ground and look dead for like however many hours they're in the room, like a couple hours and like all that. But other than that, all we know is that we we know the voice and we know the Billy doll, but then when he speaks at the end, we finally are able to match it. We're like, oh, it's not Zep that's the bad guy. It's this guy laying on the ground, you know, like, oh yeah. So that's the big twist. Zep, um, I, yeah. It's been forever since I've seen the first Saw movie, Zep. Um, yeah. played by the guy from Lost. He's, like, kind of uh, cute. <laughs> what? You don't think he is? He's got, like, a oh. weird look, but I don't think he's ugly. He's, he's got a weird look, and he's a one-trick pony. He plays yeah. the same exact character in Lost for several yeah. seasons. Really, like, a creep? Yeah. <laughs> like a creep guy. <laughs> oh, man, I've never seen Lost. I've never seen Lost. 
I've never finished Lost. I've I tried over the pandemic, but then it got to the point where they're speaking Latin in an episode, and I just can't do that. Are they really in purgatory? Uh, I think it's just, up for us to decide. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's implied that they're in purgatory, but what's not as clear is that they didn't all die on the plane. That the things that happened in the series did happen, and as they die, they enter purgatory and then they get to ascend to heaven once they've all reunited. I think that's what we're supposed to gather ah, from it. It looks like he's also in a, sh- the sh- I don't know if it's a show or a movie called Person of Interest. It um, is. It, it, that is a show. I've never watched show. it. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, well, look, let's... he's in Saw, but then he's in Lost later. Ooh, maybe they picked him up for Lost because he's creepy. <laughs> yeah they're like just do the same thing again man (laughs) yeah um anyway onward to writing um as we already touched on there's some bits of dialogue that's a little (laughs) clunky and i think some plot holes that do get somewhat resolved as the sequels progress and i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt for this one movie because it was their first movie this was their baby and james wan is doing quite well in life. Yeah. He's the father of the Conjuring universe, which why do yes. we need a Conjuring universe? No one's answered that question for me, but we have it. Yes, we sure do. We have the universes of the Conjuring spinoffs too. I, right? the I Annabelle watched, movie. Yeah, there's Annabelle and The Nun. Oh yeah, too. And The Nun 2 is tying directly into The Conjuring, The Last Rites. And maybe maybe someday we'll do a Conjuring retrospective because I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I I need to I always need to refresh myself because whenever I like I'm really like, okay, I'm going to watch The Conjuring again. I'm going to watch them all again and then when I revisit I'm like, oh my god, there's like five Conjurings. Yeah. Cuz I I mix it up with Insidious because mm-hmm. that guy's in it, the same guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then <laughs> there's the four or five, I think soon to be five. I think there's currently four soon to be five Conjuring yeah. movies, plus the three oh. Annabelle movies, plus the oh. two Nun movies. Oh, gosh. I don't want to do homework when I am watching movies, okay? I'm I sorry. Know, right? I hear you. That's why, that's why we're at the point that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is finally starting to fail, despite years of people saying, no, it's a juggernaut. It's not going to fail. But then you start throwing in TV shows that they say won't tie into the movies. But then guess what? The TV shows tie directly into the movies. And you shouldn't have to do homework to yeah. go see a movie. Like I yeah. see Marvel movies sporadically now because I think Endgame was a good ending, but I don't want to do homework. And I'm yeah. confused. And when you up, say I... do, when you say do homework, you mean like when you want to go see a movie or watch a show, you don't have to like watch a ton of stuff before yeah. and like read up so you know what's happening, so you're not confused with what yeah. they're doing in the yeah. yeah yeah yeah. And we're reaching that point. We have officially reached that point with the Conjuring because I did see the Nun too, and the end credit scene implies that it's going to tie directly into the next Conjuring movie, which Conjuring is the only like aspect of that universe I care about. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, because it's the first one. It's it's the best one. It's based off of, you know, real people. Yeah. Um. So it's got that element too. So it makes it a bit unique. But now we're just like, oh my God, we're going and going and going. And how yeah. much more can we do? So anyway, <laughs> back to James Wan's first project. Yes. Uh, so 
The story opens with Dr. Lawrence and Adam waking up in a dilapidated room, chained to the wall. They're like, the fuck is going on here? And um, <laughs> the jigsaw so killer, confused. Yeah. Uh, there's a tape that plays for them what they need to do in order to get out of the room. And I just got to touch on this <laughs> okay. right now is Jigsaw was so nice back in the day. He gave people like hours to figure out their puzzles. <laughs> Yeah, I know. These days, yeah, hours, like two hours, right? Yeah, it was like a full day for Adam and um, Dr. Lawrence. Yeah, they just sat around and then, and then it's funny because they like, they like kind of run out of time because they forgot yeah. <laughs> that they're being timed. Yeah, like I think when we see the clock in the beginning, it's like 1030 at night, yeah. morning, who knows, but they have until six o'clock to figure yeah. it out. <laughs> That's all fucking day. <laughs> like eight hours these days in a saw movie you're lucky if you get 10 minutes which is a complaint like 10 seconds we'll, which is a complaint we'll get to when we get to the much later movies when it's no longer jim kramer designing the traps uh or amanda um yeah but that 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 uh that other guy who hoffman. doesn't des- hoffman mm. because hoffman's traps are designed not to be winnable but john kramer wanted them to be winnable except for maybe that one rib cage one Wait, no, those are Amanda's. Are are they Amanda's or are they Hoffman's? I thought they were Amanda's problem. I guess we'll figure that out with the sequels. Who was designing unwinnable traps? I think it was Amanda. She's all fucked up in the head. And then Hoffman. Yeah, he's like a whole other story. But he's a fan favorite on the subreddit. (laughs) Yeah, I bet he is. Because he's so, such a huge hunk of a man. He's like so big. Mm -hmm. But he's not in this one yet. Because we didn't yeah. need, we, they didn't need to develop any new people yet. Uh, yeah, this, they didn't this works as a standalone. Yeah. But then uh, it freaking went, people went crazy over this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, they look around the room and Adam finds a bag containing two hacksaws. Uh, they try rationally at first to saw through the, through the chains, but that doesn't work. And Lawrence figures out, oh, we're supposed to saw through our legs and they're like fuck that they're uh, like, like i'd rather die <laughs> i'll just sit here um Real. and then there's some nice touching moments where lawrence and adam are looking through each other's wallets and talking about their families and adam finds a note and a picture of uh lawrence's wife and daughter bound and gagged with a note that says if you don't make a decision, they're going to die. Uh, yeah, something like that. I think it says you can see better with your eyes shut or something. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> which which uh, leads him to say, hey, turn out the lights. Let's see if we could, if anything shows up when we turn out the lights. And so they yeah. do, and they find the X on the wall, and they get a cell phone that can receive calls but can't make calls. <laughs> yeah. And Lawrence is like, hey, how'd you know how to do that? And he was like, uh, but I don't know. And then they fight and he, yeah. he says, like, here's, a Here, here's a note. Here's a note. Your wife and daughter are kidnapped. And, they're uh, fucked up. Yeah, they're kidnapped by a freak. Yeah. He's like, oh uh, no, I'm sorry. And while they're trying to figure all this out, we go, we have a flashback to like five months prior where, um, Detective David Tapp and Stephen Singh are 
investigating the Jigsaw murders and we get a look into some of the other traps that Jigsaw has set for his people, <laughs> including the razor wire. You got to funnel tunnel your way out of the razor wire and the uh, here's a safe, unlock it, but don't let yourself on fire. That is actually that trap is a very hot topic because a lot of individuals believe that it's completely unwinnable in the amount of time the man had mm-hmm. because of all the numbers on the walls for the combination and and that plus the fire plus the fire plus the, and the broken glass. glass yeah and like just being naked too yeah but also let's talk about the reason why these people are in traps like the reason why that dude is in that room trying to get the thing out of the safe, he 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 literally says, oh, "If you're so sick, why are you out and about all the time?" Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll no, see I, about that. I've poisoned you. Yeah. No. Um. Listen, I'm not saying John Kramer's philosophy is perfect <laughs> by any funny. means, because a lot of it he does put people away for very petty reasons, and I know. <laughs> In a couple of the sequels, we're going to see some fucked up instances where he puts abuse victims in traps. And he's like, if you value your life and want to live, you'll get out of this trap and it'll give you the strength to leave your abuser. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just super (laughs) fucked up things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Um, Along with... Uh, as they're going through this investigation, they find a pen light that belongs to Dr. Lawrence, which ties him into ma- a possible reason why he's in this trap. Um, yeah. But he has an alibi that clears him and he agrees. <laughs> yeah, he agrees to uh, view the testimony of Amanda Young, who is the only known survivor of the jigsaw traps. Um, yeah, they were able to find Jigsaw's warehouse using the videotape from Amanda's game, and um, they apprehend apprehend Jigsaw and saved a man from a trap. But Jigsaw escaped after Singh triggered a shotgun trap in the hallway that killed him. Yeah, but he he did you say he also slashed Tap's throat, and he has his no, very throat uh like um scar. And mm-hmm. after that, he was like, yeah, and oh, that trap that with the shotguns, that's pretty nice. I like that trap a lot. But rest in peace, saying very sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so, continue. Now that we've got all that established, uh, we check in on <laughs> Lawrence's wife and daughter who are being held hostage by we don't know who, but it's probably it's probably that Zep guy. Yeah, um, such a creep. Um he's the he's the red herring in this movie yeah he um tells he calls lawrence and has uh his wife tell him hey you can't trust adam to try and sow sow discourse in the in the room yeah discord discord (laughs) in the room i have a cold leave me (laughs) but they have a discourse after that occurs you're correct still yeah discord like the uh chat app the chat app that we connect sometimes sometimes yeah uh so anyway but yeah they fight they fight some yeah they they fight some more and with the cell phone was a pack of cigarettes that i think are poisoned no they're not poisoned he uh he says 
and this is something that I, I have, a, I find questionable. The note says when there's that much poison left in your blood, the only thing left to do is to kill yourself, which insinuates that the man in the room who is quote unquote dead had so much poison in his blood that he killed himself and the blood was all the floor. So Lawrence assumes it's filled with poison. And so he dips a cigarette into the poisonous blood, puts it in the thing and gives Adam the okay cigarette. Yes. Yes. Um, But Jigsaw doesn't fall for it. He electrocutes (gasps) Adam to wake him up to make sure he's not dead. And he's like, I got electrocuted. And Lawrence says, shut up. It was supposed to be. He's like, you're a little bitch. And he's like, no, I really did. I really did. And he's like, God. So anyway, all of that, uh, Allison, the wife, manages to get out of her binds, fights Zepp, holds him (laughs) at gunpoint. The cop who's been spying on the doctor ha- uh, rushes yeah. over to save the day. Thank goodness he's spying on that apartment because he becomes obsessed with with like capturing Jigsaw because he got away. Thank goodness he saves them. Um, so anyway. he saves them. They seek refuge with neighbors. Yeah. Um. There's a high speed car chase between <laughs> Tap and Zep. <laughs> the um, high speed car chases are really funny. <laughs> yeah. And so Zepp leads him to the new warehouse where Lawrence and Adam are being held captive and Lawrence is sawing off his leg. Yeah, because he carries the phone. He saws off his leg because he assumes his wife and daughter are dead. Because yeah. he couldn't, he, he can't see what's going on in the other no. line. This was before FaceTime. I know. He All he hears, well, the phone... It, it, the last thing he hears is like them struggling in gunshots and then yeah. he like the phone gets out of the reach of him and it's ringing and he can't answer it so because he can't reach it he, that's when he goes for it and i was like Please, oh my God, stop. And he's like shut the yeah. fuck up adam um so zep comes in after he kills tap because tap can't be the hero oh. of this movie there are no heroes in Rest the soft franchise yeah, um zep comes in to finish uh the game what we think is the game by killing what's his face but then adam takes the lid of the toilet and bashes zeb's skull in um wait we need to back up a little bit so after dude cuts off his his foot he shoots quote-unquote adam to win the game but he shoots him in a spot where there is no actual like huge damage and so adam is laying on the ground supposedly dead and then he pops up and like fucking beats on dude with the the uh toilet thingy anyway continue uh yes and then i can't remember the dialogue but i bet i can what is it what part no because because um yeah lawrence shoots adam in the shoulder yeah right okay okay um yes and then Lawrence is like, I have to, you're going to be fine. I just shot your shoulder. I'm going to crawl out of here and go get help before I bleed to death. Yeah. Um, and he's like, don't worry, I'll bring somebody back. Bye. So he crawls out and um, thinking that Zepp is the one in charge of the game, Adam yeah. rummages through his pockets looking for a key to free himself. So probably to go help Lawrence and call for help himself because there's no way Lawrence can get away with his injury. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. But he doesn't find a key. He finds a tape recorder and realizes Zepp is just another victim of Jigsaw, uh, who's following his own rules to obtain an antidote for a slow-acting poison in his body. And the answer is, 
Yes, he is willing to kill a mother and her child to <laughs> save himself. <laughs> what a psycho. But um, that's very cool because it cues the very cool Saw theme song, which originally is called Hello Zeb, and that's how you know that you're about to see the crazy ooh. twist montage yeah. as, movie. as this montage of flashbacks is going on, the uh, corpse in the room rises and it turns out to be John Kramer, <laughs> who's the real Jigsaw killer. He's like, um, John tells Adam that the key was key to his chain was in the bathtub. It went down the drain when Adam had first awoken and drained the water. Adam attempts to shoot John with Zep's gun, but John (laughs) electrically shocks him um, (laughs) through his chain. John exits the bathroom before sealing the door, leaving Adam to die. And And we do know. Yep, and we do know that Adam dies because in two or three we revisit the room and Adam's corpse is there. I know, but he dies in a different way, though. He doesn't die just from being stuck in the room. Yeah, I can't remember. So let's wait. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but I'll, but you'll see. Um, But yeah, Yeah. he, and that's why I feel sad because he never gets to get out and he turns the light off too, which is extra scary. Yeah. But Adam can't get to the light. I know. Well, Adam needs to cut his foot off. He's a little bitch, but he broke his saw. So he fucked up and threw it across the room. Now he has nothing to do. But yep. he could do, he could figure it out. But anyway, I do want to make a quick note uh, for viewers that like maybe have not watched this. But the reason why Adam, the reason why Lawrence's wife said don't listen to Adam's lies is because Adam has been hired by Detective Taft mm-hmm. to take photos of Lawrence Borden for the past few days, and that's how he discovers that he's cheating on his wife because Taft is obsessed with Lawrence, thinking that it really is him that is Jigsaw. And so that's Mm -hmm. why Tap has got a camera on Lawrence's apartment. But luckily, that's how he's able to, like, see this whole thing go down with Zep being the man in the apartment, not Lawrence, just to clarify that. Mm -hmm. Um, So to finish talking about writing, I do want to transition a bit into production because this movie was not originally going to go to theaters it was going to be a straight to video release and reading that on wikipedia answered a lot of like questions (laughs) because when i was re-watching this this morning yeah i was like i can't believe we've gotten a 20-year legacy out of this movie because it does have the quality of a straight to vhs movies it's very cheaply made sounds mean but it is cheaply made the writing is yeah. a bit clunky in some spaces and like I think they got super lucky that they just caught a hype train at Sundance that Lionsgate yeah. took this risk on them. I know like and how do you, I, it's it's so crazy to to think that they're like you know what this is something that we need. I, I'm really into, you know, this like thing about trying to save your own life. But then it like took a turn when it got picked up and it became something that we all didn't know we needed, which was like mm-hmm. the torture porn stuff. You yeah. know, the crazy gore and not crazy gore, but like the crazy body bodily harm. Yeah. And we do we need to talk about John Kramer and what a dramatic bitch he is because why why did he need to be laying <laughs> on the floor for that long? Uh, uh yeah, I don't know. Like who's he supposed to be? Like just some yeah. dude that like shot it. Like who is this guy? Like, <laughs> like that that only works. The twist only works if if Zep comes in, uh, yeah. gets killed. They find the the tape. Like 
would was, was he gonna reveal himself if they won or yeah how long was he planning to stay there like what was, his, what was his end game there that's a good um, question other than just taking a nap i don't know maybe <laughs> his plan was always to kill dr lawrence i don't know if he, he's pissed that he has brain cancer that can't be cured uh, well so. he's pissed because dr lawrence gordon was his cancer doctor yeah. and he told him that it was inoperable so now he's like mad yeah <laughs> at him. so maybe his plan was to just She's like, I'm so just cut my brain open and take it out you can't do it you can't do it you little bitch what well, that you're a bad guy oh look you're cheating on your wife i knew it i'm going to make yep. you pay yeah. you're just as bad <laughs> as the guy faking sick to get out of work yeah yeah <laughs> for sure oh um, man okay what else you got <laughs> let's see what other fun tidbits yeah. um Juan did not intend to make a torture porn film, and the script only had one short segment of torture. He said the film played out like a mystery thriller, which I agree. The original yeah. Saw, like, trilogy, Saw 1 through 3, very much a mystery thriller genre movie and not the torture porn people paint it to be. And yeah. that's one thing I wanted to point out is I remember when this movie came out, even though I was super young and why yeah. I put off watching it for so long is everybody's like, no, it's the most like disgusting and violent <laughs> movie I have ever I, seen. I know, people and, really freaked out and it's not, and dude. Watching it today, I was like, this is so much tamer compared to what we were getting in the 80s. I like, know. By the time we get to Friday the 13th part nine, uh jason in new york which was really toronto or yeah. even the later um nightmare on elm street movies like those yeah. deaths were getting incredibly Insane, violent yeah um, this you, you barely you, see lawrence cut his foot off you know what i mean yeah and i think several years earlier from this movie we had halloween h2o which i thought had one of the most graphic kills i had seen at that point in my life the first time i had watched it which was michael gutting a woman and hanging her up on a light bulb so the light bulbs in her stomach oh my we don't god any, excuse me, we, we don't get any of that in this movie no. so no. i don't think it got the reputation it deserved so i feel like maybe juan is a little frustrated in that aspect because it's so tame like it's yeah. not a torture porn at no point like future ones absolutely like saw 10 the bone marrow shit made me want to vomit oh yeah and cutting your leg off with like the yeah the, exactly the bone marrow because if she cut it off with the wire oh that got me and then the bone marrow thing was right after the same yeah. girl jesus christ the operating <laughs> on your own brain so oh. like this really was just a mystery thriller that kind of cut a reputation it oh. didn't deserve because like it doesn't yeah. stand out to me yeah. in that regard in the gore regard because uh, yeah. the gore was very realistic it was very tame it was yeah bloody sure but it wasn't like crazy in your face yes. like it's become nobody had to extract their own bone marrow oh good lord but yeah but but now that it is the franchise that is the torture porn one it it's like okay well if we're gonna do this we're gonna go all in mm -hmm. <laughs> um so they initially only had $30,000 to spend on this movie. Uh, the script was developed. When the script was developed, it was clear that more funds were needed. The script was optioned by a producer in Sydney for a year, but the deal eventually fell through. After another failed attempt, 
to get the film produced in Australia. Um, they moved to Los Angeles where their chances to find an interested studio were greater. Uh, they initially refused due to lack of traveling funds, but the pair's agent uh, convinced them to go in order to help studios take an interest in the script. Winnell provided $5,000 to make a short film based on the script's uh, jaw trap scene. Uh, so the bear trap scene was the first produced content they ever made for Saw, and it was just a short film that is referred to as Saw, uh, Saw and a Half. Um, and that was used to be a proof of concept, what they were trying to do to help get funding. Um, it was shot, that short was shot with the 16 millimeter camera over two days and transfer and uh, the footage was transferred to DVDs along with the script. And uh, Wanal always wanted to play the lead character in the feature film. Nice. It says introducing uh, him. So is this his first big movie, yeah. I guess? This is, this, is his, this is their big jumping off point. We wouldn't have The yes. Conjuring without Saw. Yeah. How cool. <laughs> um, so Carrie Elwes was sent the short film on DVD immediately and immediately became interested in playing Dr. Lawrence Gordon, he read the script in one sitting and was drawn by the uniqueness and originality of the story. Um, then Shawnee Smith was not a horror fan and originally did not want to play Amanda Young, describing the script as horrific. However, after watching the short, she agreed to the role, which was the part that Winnell portrayed in the short. Mm. Uh, so that would have been a big change yeah. if she ended up not doing it someone we could have a different amanda oh, um, God. Yeah. on taking on the role of jigsaw tobin bell said i did saw because i thought it was a fascinating location for a film to be made these guys locked us in a room uh to me was uh, these guys locked in a room to me was fresh i did not anticipate the ending when i read the script so i was quite caught by surprise and mm -hmm. it was clear to me that if the filmmakers shot the scene well and the audience the audience would be caught by surprise as well. The film was worth doing for that moment alone. Nice. Um, and he wanted to take the opportunity to work with uh, Danny Glover, whom he had never worked with. There's nothing about why what got Danny Glover attached, but... Oh, wait, here it is. Hold on. Here it is. I found it. Uh, Danny Glover was cast as Detective Tap, who is in pursuit of the Jigsaw Killer. Glover stated in an interview... Something about that detective character at that particular moment attracted me to it. Nice. So, um, they just caught lightning in a bottle with this movie. Um, they eventually secured a shooting budget of $700,000. Uh, so much bigger than $30,000. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Looks like their total budget was $1.2 Yeah. That's when you add in all the marketing and shit. And, um, yeah. A production budget of between 1 million and 1.2 million yeah yeah uh, do you have any production notes um let me think through so uh i, I think i want to take note of how saw i think we saw one through three we we can say that like those ones are like the most tight tightly connected because how, mm -hmm. how, how similar they made they are they look but i, I want to take yeah, like I want to take note that like how they look and the colors utilized for like filming and everything like that, like washed out here, 
like a yellow hue here, you know, brown hue here. This is something that we get into very heavily in two and three, especially mm -hmm. two. Um, and I think that's really cool and different because it, if we're, we're getting into the realm of like trying to gross people out with stuff with body horror and that coloring of, you know, however that's done, Sam, is like really different and, and unique mm -hmm. and it, it helps get the viewer in there, you know, to feel yeah. like eerie and creeped out. It was very gritty and you could feel the restraints of the budget on the movie. Yeah. And I don't know. I do. I, I, I don't think it's my favorite Saw movie in the franchise. I'm pretty sure two is my favorite. Oh yeah. Um, the house. Yeah. I that's like a good one. That that's probably my favorite twist in the franchise. I mean, had I yeah. seen, had I not been nine years old when the first Saw <laughs> movie came out, I'm sure this twist ending would have blown my mind too. But by the time yeah. you watch two and three, you already know what the twist in Saw one is going to be. So yeah. Yeah. That magic is taken away, but I just, I really like the saw two twist and I like the traps into oh yeah yeah the traps are great um into and I also want to say that like I I really like two a lot because we get like a lot of screen time with Tobin Bell which is mm -hmm. really cool but alternatively two has like my least favorite character which is the fucking cop guy oh yeah his kid is in the house uh, uh -huh. the Wahlberg guy mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, not Donnie <laughs> so but uh yeah but I still I still love number one I think it's so great I think Saw One has like the coolest movie poster like ever mm -hmm. um with the foot cut off yeah. uh but um I don't think I have any other production oh yeah here's a production note and I don't know if like you noticed this or I like forgot to try to notice but like this movie had like awkward early 2000s like music uh-huh randomly in it you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to take note of that yeah which is another point on why I'm shocked that here we are 20 years later with the newest cell movie coming out just last year still yeah. talking about it because I feel like had it not gotten that hype from it being a quote-unquote torture porn which it wasn't what why were we being pansies in 2004 <laughs> i know we really were, were like oh my god i've never been doing this before I cut he off cut off foot. his foot he cut off his foot um <laughs> um had it not gotten that hype i don't think we would have <laughs> 10 sequels yeah 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 10 sequels guys and you know what i feel like sam and i although like we may like one more than the other Sam and I adore them all equally, okay? Yeah. We're not like, oh, there's too many. Like, no, yeah. we love that shit. No, Saw, <laughs> like, that being said, it's also amazing that this first yeah. Saw is so influential on yes. all the horror movies that came out after it. Yeah. Like, James Wan is incredibly successful. He filmed yes. two DC cinematic universe movies, being Aquaman, um, yeah. I know Aquaman 2 is apparently terrible, but I heard good things about the first one. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, so for him to come out of this, like, tiny little independent horror movie that they could not find funding for to being one of the most highly regarded directors yeah. in two genres uh, mm -hmm. is really impressive and inspiring. So yeah, it is um, inspiring. Yeah, especially the horror, like, element. And, like, yeah, The Conjuring. Did, did, did he do Insidious 2? I don't. I don't know. I, I, I don't crazy. think he did. 
okay no okay I just think they're so similar because they have the same actor I'm like yeah I don't I don't think he did but Conjuring I still think Conjuring one is one of the best horror movies that's come out in the past decade no he did do Insidious yeah yeah shit man why would they do that you're always gonna get those (laughs) movies confused now it's like the same one because of Patrick Wilson yeah Um, okay but anyway I'm sorry but yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about James Wan. I feel like we reviewed another one of Winal's movies. Uh, I can't remember it now, but it's the one with um, the the third Hemsworth. Let me look at his. Oh movies. well, Winal also did some Insidious movies with Wan. Yeah, when I'll have to keep an eye out for him. Uh, he also did Dead Silence, which I remember. Dead Silence. I never watched it, but I remember it. Oh my god, you know who he is in fucking Insidious? Whom? I and like I don't know if you remember this, but um in Insidious they have like those like two or three men that are in like white shirts and black ties and or like whatever and they mm-hmm. like come to set up everything to catch like like camera footage. And he's mm-hmm. one of them and his name is Specs and he had must have like glasses on. Mm. Oh man, well that's cool. Mm-hmm. Adam, Adam. but yeah what you said we saw we, we reviewed another one of his movies i think we did maybe it was another saw writer um i can't remember what movie it is we've watched a lot of movies anyway oh, um, yeah, we've watched a lot of movies <laughs> no uh so realistic aspects i guess um all of it all of it <laughs> all of it w- waking up and chained to a <laughs> pipe is horrifying your husband cheating on you with his secretary is horrifying a uh, cop becoming obsessed yeah. with you because your pen was a, at a crime scene like that that's a dumb reason to like hound someone as a murderer like I have so many brand pens that I could leave at yes. any place at any point in time <laughs> yeah 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 it'd be having him become obsessed with you and like having like watch your like window to your house and like have a photographer like take pictures of you and shit yeah. Uh, oh, just like having a rough time with life and then being targeted by Jigsaw because he's like, you're not living your life to the fullest right now for my liking. So they're according to him. Yeah. So I'm going to put you in a trap now. Rest in peace. You probably won't make it because it's really, really hard. Oh, you're, you're playing, you're playing hooky from work. Light yourself <laughs> on fire there's this one i don't know if it's like in the next movie or what but a lot of people like really find um he he gets somebody in a trap for like smoking (laughs) and like that's the only bad thing he did he's like you're a long time smoker but i'm not gonna let you smoke people with your games (laughs) like some crazy shit we're like wow okay you must hate cigarettes but Mm -hmm. Oh, you never know when you're going to get like the one gem of like a trap that like this person really shouldn't be in. They mm-hmm. didn't really do anything wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other aspects would be. Uh, I I don't know. Guys hiding in your closet. Yeah. Also, I, I did want to bring up and this is for production. But not only did we get, like, you know, like, the Jigsaw Killer as, like, this uh, franchise, face of the franchise, we get the Billy Puppet, which we see for the first time in this one. 
Mm -hmm. um which is very scary and like no one knows what the fuck that's about and we don't learn until like many movies later why why that even exists and so that just it's just there to look scary yeah yeah in this movie the billy puppet doesn't even play a role he never pops up on a tv he doesn't ride his little bike around he just laughs one time and he's there what in this movie yeah, did Billy show Sam, up? he's in this movie a lot. What do you what, did you watch the movie this morning or what? <laughs> I did watch it this morning. Billy Girl. was in it like one time. Dude, Billy's in some of the films, but he's in the scene where Amanda's getting out of her truck. He he rides in on his unicycle and That's... speaks to her. What was I doing? <laughs> through the Billy puppet. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? What Maybe stepped doing? away. Well, he was in this movie a lot. And I also I wanted to bring that up. And then I wanted to bring up also <clears throat> the pig head, which is like the cousin to the billy puppet because mm-hmm. that's like a scare but it's like you know dude could wear a mask but he's like no let's like do a pig head and we don't find out why that is significant until like other movies way later on down the road mm-hmm. and so we get all the stuff and it's really cool that we do have like so many movies to kind of tie shit together because we have so much to work with you know to like yeah to figure out like why is the billy puppet significant why does he have a pig head on why does he have like a cape that's like black and red inside so all that and then really problem with non-linear storytelling and i say that as i'm working on a non-linear story it is very non-linear i miss shit and i feel like they do kind of drop the non-linear aspect in sequels dude Um, yeah and that's like a soft thing is to make it so non-linear that you don't even realize and you're like oh is this all happening like in mm -hmm. sequence and you're like oh my god this happened yesterday what yeah, the I fuck? Think, you know, I think Saw 2 into, handles it a lot better. Oh. Yeah, but also Saw 2, that's one of the biggest twists. Spoiler alert. Like, the whole time you're watching the thing and it's pre-recorded. So you're like, oh my god, this already happened five hours ago. She's fucking Christ. So it's not live. So it's like a huge twist that we always forget. And we're like, oh shit, we gotta remember that, like, actually the whole movie of Saw is an unreliable unreli- unreli- narrator. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I think that's everything I got, though. Yeah, so yeah, I'd give this an ah, yeah, it fucked me up. Maybe like first time I saw it, it's probably a meh, but when you look at the legacy of this one movie, fine, yeah, it's oh my god, yeah, thank you, James Wan. Thank you, James Wan. Oh my gosh, because now it's like my favorite franchise, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that fucked me up. Um, is it the strongest in the series? I guess we'll find out. Yes, we'll find out. And then also it's up to you. I, I I think it's my favorite because it's just the first one, but I love other ones too for different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's other I, traps I prefer. Yeah, I do think, and I'm, I'll, I'll go back and eat my words if I have to. I think in retrospective, as we go through the series movie by movie, I do think it'll probably be the weakest one because it's the first just because it's the first in the franchise and they hadn't really yeah perfected the formula and uh Juan and Winnell were both this was their first movie yeah yeah so I think as we move forward and also just looking at you know what James Wan did later in the future what they both did in the future yeah. um it is probably the weakest like component of their por- portfolios just because it is the first thing yeah yeah no I, I i can agree with that too because like it compared to the other like saw movies it, there's like what like three traps in this movie you know like the dudes are in one mm-hmm. place there, there's no action you know what i mean but we get an actiony element as mm-hmm. we move forward 
And uh, yeah, no. And I, I think we'll see the same thing with Toe and Bell's performance. Uh, see how it grows as the series goes on from yeah saying like I mean he had more than one line but I'm gonna say he had like one line because we only saw one line come out of his mouth um yeah to yeah. saw yeah. 10 which I think is one of the most beautiful performances I've seen in a horror movie oh, yeah. um so seeing how he grows as an actor in his 60s at this point to Dude, he's where he now but yeah yeah where he is in point. saw 10 which is an 81 year old man I know um, he's so old but he's great I love it yeah so anyway, uh, we will continue this discussion with Saw 2 in two weeks. Uh, once again, we're watching Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix for our mini shows. Today is so Ed Poe's birthday. He would have been 125 today. Happy birthday, Poe. I think, I think 125. Maybe 225? Yeah, but happy birthday, Poe. I wanted to say that because I knew that we were going to be watching Poe stuff hpd guy yeah so watch the first episode read the short story follow the house of usher maybe the raven if you haven't read it since high school dude in high school i was such a ground poe nerd that i had like at in one high point school memorized... you still are no i mean like in middle school i'm sorry i meant to say middle school eighth grade and then i remember i had it like memorized for a brief time but yeah anyway uh, 215th birthday, Edgar Allan Poe. Nice. He's born on this day, lived for 40 years, and died in October. All right. Oh, okay. Well, that's where that's we should everything. wrap up. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, thanks for tuning into our episode. We are the Real Horror Show podcast. Our host is Sam Odie, and I'm the co host, Stormy Skies. The podcast was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed, edited, and produced by Sam Odie. You can find Sam on Instagram at Sam is writing stuff, and you can find Stormy on Instagram at the Stormy Skies. Uh, you can find the Real Horror Show podcast on Spotify, TuneIn, iTunes, Google Play Store, Pandora, <clears throat> excuse me, and anywhere you like to stream your podcasts. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you're always in the know when a new episode comes out. Follow us on social media. You can find the Real Horror Show podcast on Instagram, Threads, TikTok, Facebook, and yes, Twitter too. Uh, we do more than just podcasts. We love to write and have plenty of great movie reviews and essays, all of which can be found on our website, realhorrorshow.com. We love hearing from our listeners. You can ask us a question or send us a movie request to review by DMing us on social media, or you can even send us an email at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, call for guests. Do you love horror movies? Are you a podcaster, a content creator, a movie lover, or anyone in between who is a listener to our show? We would love to have you as a guest on one of our episodes. Reach out to us via social media, DM, or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Our podcast episodes featuring guests are all listed on our website, realhorrorshow.com. Oh, we are so thankful for all of our listeners. You are the life force of our podcast, and we wouldn't really exist without you. Thank you all for making this podcast real and supporting us as we record every week. You can support us in different ways, such as liking and sharing our podcast episodes on social media. Giving us a review will help the podcast more than you know, and will help other listeners find it too. You can also donate to Real Horror Show by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal, Buy us a coffee with the buy us a coffee button or explore our very interesting Amazon wish list. And any other pertinent news? 
Not at the moment. Other than I hope Sam gets better from her common cold. I already feel better talking about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. good. <laughs> and anyone who's experiencing the East Coast snowy weather and cold, stay warm and safe out there. Uh, watch the Fall of the House of Usher. Read the story of the Fall of the House of Usher. We'll be back next week. Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton, and he can be found at jonathancolton.com. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. This is Real Horror Ship, signing off. Bye! Bye Bye-bye.